back to the podcast, December dailies number 11, I take a bit of a deep dive into structuring your cash flow, it's a topic that comes up fairly regularly for me with clients that I work with between their 30s and 40s and often the more they earn the bigger the problem is, Uh, but we have a deep dive into separating the money coming in versus the money going out so that you have some level of control over it, you can start to plan and start to move forward. Hopefully, there's a lot of value in this one for you. Hello and welcome December Daily number 11. I'm James Wrigley. If you didn't know, but you probably know if you're tuning into this, um, it's just gone live. There's a bit of a lag between me speaking and it actually popping up on LinkedIn. So if anyone does jump on and join me, Uh, Thank you for doing so. Let me know you're there. Say hello. Give us a thumbs up and let me know where you're watching from. Uh, I've just had a bit of a mad scramble to set this up. Uh, I'm at my parents' house today. Today is the first um, kind of official day of the the Christmas holiday period shutdown. Uh, Yesterday, we had our final day of work and uh, I owe a bit of an apology and I've, I've failed maybe myself. Uh, I had intended to do this December daily every day of the working week um, for, uh, you know, right right through until until kind of that Christmas New Year period. But, um, yeah, I didn't make it yesterday. So yesterday was our final day of of work uh, for the year, like, like, you know, kind of real work with meetings scheduled and those kind of things. There's a, a few bits and pieces I'll, I'll jump on and do um, in the meantime. But nevertheless, yeah, our last day of work, uh, and then uh, yesterday afternoon we had our kind of end of year um, end of year breakup, which we didn't think we'd be able to have earlier on. But uh, with the relaxing of restrictions in Melbourne, we were had a bit of a mad scramble to find a venue and, and book something. So apologies for anyone that was looking for me yesterday. Uh, the topic that I was going to cover yesterday, I'll cover now today. Uh, but as I said, I had a bit of a mad scramble to set this up. I'm at my parents' house. Today, I needed to be out of my house, at my parents' house today, and needing to find a window that I could set up in front of so that there was some reasonable light. The the dining room table where I was planning on setting up um, was no good. You couldn't actually even see my face at all. So I'm sat here at the kitchen table. Thomas is over my uh, right shoulder there on the iPad. Um, so it looks like there's a few people have, have started to join. So thank you all uh, for joining me. Um, great to have a few of you there and, and watching and know that I'm um, kind of not uh, not sitting here talking to myself. Uh, today's topic that I wanted to cover uh, was really mastering your cash flow. Uh, I've spoken about this. Uh, I've spoken about this topic a few times before uh, on some lives before, um, but I thought I would go over it again because it's something that comes up time and time again. And I know not everyone gets a chance to you know, watch the video that I might put out at the time that I'm putting it out. So uh, there's no harm in rehashing it. Uh, so mastering your cash flow, uh, as I said, it's something that comes up time and time again. Uh, I'll maybe uh, start this conversation by saying I'm not a, a really firm believer in tracking every single cent that I spend or, the, or that my clients spend. I know there are others out there that do do that, other financial planning businesses in particular that do do that. Um, I've tried it, not really, I, I haven't enjoyed it uh, myself. So if, if, if I'm not enjoying it myself, I can't uh, kind of expect my clients to be doing the same thing. So instead, um, 
I do things a little bit differently uh, when it comes to um, you know uh, in, encouraging clients how to manage their cash flow uh, and how to how to make things work for them. Uh, now this is something that, that, as I said, it comes up time and time again. It's often um, something that people think will be solved by just earning more money, uh, but unfortunately, earning more money doesn't cut it. Uh, so. Um, Often, the more you earn, so that you know, the more you earn, the bigger the problem, or, or, or the bigger, bigger the income, the bigger the problem can be. Uh, we know we're all um, pretty similar in that the more we earn, our lifestyles tends to, to creep up. So, we go on more holidays, buy more expensive cars, you know, buy bigger houses, those kind of things. Um, most people tend to do that. And so clients that I work with through their 30s and 40s in particular, uh, they're at that stage where their where their incomes are really starting to ramp up. Or, you know, and and you know, a lot of clients that I work with in that space, the household incomes two, three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars. So we're talking you know, um, reasonable incomes, you know, well above averages, Australian averages, that's for sure. Um, but you know, all, not all, but but for the most part, uh, kind of grappling with the same problem that. And there's money coming in, life costs a certain amount and really not not understanding so much where it's going and, and certainly not feeling like uh, they're getting ahead at the rate that they think they should be getting ahead at. Um, now, that's a bit of rubbish. You know, you, there's, 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 no, there's no rule to say, you know, you should be getting ahead at a particular rate. Uh, don't compare yourself to anyone else. But I, I do understand the feeling there. Um, Mina, good to have you join me a little bit earlier today. So thank you for... Uh, for making the time to jump on. Um, so, yeah, so as I said, it, it, it's a common feeling uh, and and uh, it's often people think that if, and if only I earned more, uh, this this problem would go away, but um, but it doesn't. And when you, when you drill down into things, and I've seen this time and time again, the problem's the same for most people uh, in that they're trying to... Um, uh, earn an income and live, so, so money having going into a bank account, so the ins and the outs of their life, so the money coming in from work or wherever else it might be coming from and the outs that pay for life and the nice-to-dos and those kind of things, all coming from the one bank account. So you've got money coming in, money coming out, great big mess, office works, <laughs> Florence, you're keen, um, the... Uh, Christmas present shopping. I just went and picked up a couple of books. I had a post the other day. I'll, I'll share what I've what, I, what I've bought. But the shops down the road here were, were mad. Hopefully, Officeworks isn't quite so bad. Um, yeah, so trying to manage all the ins and the outs uh, through one bank account, and it just becomes a great big mess. Uh, and um, it, it's this overwhelming feeling of you know I don't know what's going on, and 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 I'm not really getting ahead. So the better approach, and you'll have to bear with me, I haven't got any slides uh, today when I've given this presentation before. I've had some slides to, to work through. I'll just have to use my hands uh, to demonstrate what I'm talking about. But the way to go about uh, organising things and, and, and helping you feel a little bit more on top of what's going on uh, is to separate the ins from the outs. And if you can do that for... If you can do that for the day-to-day -day incidental spending, and I mentioned I bought a couple of books, I was just at Target, bought a couple of books, bought some some a couple of things from from the supermarket for lunch. You know this kind of tap and go that we, that we all do. Um, we spend uh, you know uh, you know a, a lot of money through through the tap and go, a couple of dollars here, a couple of dollars there, but it adds up. We need to separate that from where all of the money comes in to. Um, 
so the, the, the best way to go about doing this or, or that I've found that work, certainly works for me and I've got a number of clients that have, that have gone down this track and so new client I was talking to just yesterday, uh, I was going through this with her and she said that she'd actually started doing it and there's some, some tweaks in, in her situation. I'll get to that in a second. But you need to set up and, and almost have, consider it like a hub. The way that I, the, the way that I refer to it, I'm trying to get this in the middle of the camera, um, is you have this hub bank account. Now, if you've got a home loan, particular home that you live in, or even if it's an investment property, uh, but ideally, if it's your own home that you're living in, it's the better place to have it. So you have um, one main kind of, consider it like a hub bank account. That collects all the income that you earn from wherever it is that, it, that, that you earn it from. So whether that's you going to work, maybe you've got a partner that's going to work, maybe you've you know, got some shares and bits and pieces on the side that are paying dividends and or, you know, Investment properties, whatever, but you want to try and collect all of that if you can uh, into this one into this one bank account. Particularly the income that's coming from work, you you want all of that directed into one bank account, and then from there, so you kind of put that to the side. This is the don't touch bank account that collects all of the all of the um all of your income, uh, but you don't spend you know, the the day to day incidental spending. Like I said, you know, don't just buying some things from the supermarket. You don't spend from that one bank account. It gets all too complicated. Instead, you put that that, that hub bank account to the side that's collecting all of the income uh, and from there set up a weekly transfer to a separate bank account where you actually do the spending from. Now, that could be with the same bank. You know, There are others that suggest having it with a separate bank so you have that differentiation between the in and the out is actually with two separate banks and getting money from one account to another to spend it uh, is often an overnight transfer. So it makes it that little bit harder uh, to spend that little bit extra, but certainly two separate bank accounts. Doesn't necessarily need to be with a different bank, but two separate bank accounts. So you've got all of the income coming into one account over here, that's where it's being collected. And then on a weekly basis, you have a certain amount of money that comes across here to the spending. Now that's gonna take some tweaking to get to what is that, what is that number, but, you know, I've I've you know done this done this myself, and and it was with, within a fifty dollar tolerance. I had um, I got I got it set up, uh, and I found early on that that I was going over from one week to the next in what I was spending, and it wasn't uh, it, it wasn't overly discretionary things that I was spending the money on. So you know, it was the, you know, filling up the car with petrol, you're getting things from the supermarket. Uh, you know, buying a couple of pieces here and bits and pieces here and there. Um, so what I had to do was that I had to bump it up, and then and then I found that actually it was building up too much, so I bumped it down. So I've been tinkering around within this kind of fifty dollar threshold, but you separate it out. And so what what then happens is you tend to not look at the this kind of hub bank account that just collects the income. You're not really worried about spending from there, or you shouldn't be spending from there. That collects everything. The day-to-day spending is being done over here from a separate bank account, and it's really only that one that you're looking at, and you're looking at it on a weekly basis. So what this does is it it completely go, does away uh, with this problem that a lot of people, and myself included, this kind of trap we fall into, particularly if you're paid on a monthly basis, you get thousands of dollars drop into your bank account on one day, and the 15th of the month is the classic one when people are paid monthly, um, get thousands of dollars drop into a bank account on the 15th of the month, and then you're supposed to try and, you know, ration that out over the next four weeks, and it's it's near on impossible for most people. So the the better way to go about it is actually set up your banking structure to give that to you on a weekly basis. So it all 
drops into one account. You have a weekly transfer over here for the, for the incidental spending. And it's only this account over here that you're really worrying about tracking the balance of. What tends to happen thereafter is that you see that bank account and you go, oh, you know, there's only $60 left in there. The, the credit's due in a couple of days, but there's only $60 left. Like I won't buy that new T-shirt or I won't buy the, you know, that, that, that new shirt or whatever, whatever it is. Um, you know, you maybe just wait and you kind of delay enough. And it's not, it's not depriving yourself, but you just delay enough of those, enough of those, um, enough of those purchases. And, and over the course of the year, you actually end up spending a whole lot less money. Now, um, that's for the, the, the tap and go type spending that, you know, you, you know, as I said, filling up the car with petrol, supermarket are a couple of classics. Then you've got the, the, other, the other expenses of life that it's really hard to escape. So mortgage repayments or rent, private health insurance, you know, car insurance, rego, um, possibly kids' school fees, childcare, all of those kind of things. Look, they're, they're just uh, expenses that come up you know, day after day, year after year, they are what they are. There's really not much that you can do about that unless you're moving your child from, you know, a, a more expensive school to a, a cheaper school or you sell one car to do away with the registration and, and insurance and things. There's not really much that you can do about those. You know, those expenses, they are what they are, but the thing is they're predictable and, and they come in year after year after year. Very, very little do they change. You might get some indexation, but very little do they change. So those types of expenses... Uh, I suggest having them actually run out via direct debit from from that uh, that hub offset account. So you, your money's going in. You've got some going over here that you spend, and the purpose is the purpose is that this account should actually be zero by the end of the week. This account should be zero, so that you know the next credit goes in. If you find that you're actually carrying some extra money in here and, and it's building up, transfer it back. So what I was doing particularly during this COVID period when you couldn't do anything, you couldn't go out, you couldn't, you know, there was a lot of that incidental spending just wasn't happening. I was finding that this account over on the side that, um, that I was doing the daily spending from was building up. And so each week I'd actually be transferring it back so that it was going back to zero to collect the next credit. But from this hub account, uh, have the, you know, the mortgage repayments or the rent, whatever you know, whatever your housing arrangement looks like, that's where you pay the school fees from when 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 the school fee bill comes in, or your your weekly childcare fees, all of those kind of things. That there's really not much you can do about them. The expenses they are what they are, um, and they just come out of there. But you've got the money there, and it's and it, they they're just going. Um, so that's the way that I uh, suggest that that most clients set up their um their banking arrangements, if they're coming to me saying, you know, and through our initial discussions, we uncover that uh, there's very little control over where the money's going. That that structure itself means that you're not having to do the whole spreadsheets and accounting for every single cent, but you're using the bank, your banking structure to set things up. Now, where people can start to fall into a bit of a trap is that they get halfway. They do that and set up all of that banking structure, which is great. And, um, from from there, still operate on a credit card. So you've got cash that's over here that you're spending the tap and go on a day to day basis, but then buying you know maybe bigger items. Maybe you're buying that T-shirt or that shirt or you know whatever it is, putting it on the credit card and then saying, "Oh, no, I'll I'll just deal with that." You know when 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 the bills due, that defeats the whole purpose. If you're going down the track of setting up this 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 banking structure uh, to be operating from cash, which is the better way to be going about it. Then going and buying things on Afterpay, 
and having you know, the, the, the payments coming out or going and buying things on your credit card defeats the whole purpose and you start to lose control of it all again. So what you need to be doing is setting this kind of thing up and then actually leaving the credit card alone and not spending on it. Or if you are spending on it, it's the electricity bill and it's the, the rates and these kind of things that come in you know, that, that are just regular and you're paying them off from, from that hub account. So it's not you're not doing any discretionary spending through the credit card because that's where this whole structure starts to unravel and, and it becomes practically pointless. Um, the extra add-on that you can do, and this is something that I've done personally, uh, you know, I, I took last week off doing these lives. As, as I said, I was going away with my family. And so I took the week off and we went away on a holiday. Something that I used to really struggle with was having, you know, there'd be a certain amount of money in this hub bank account and it would slowly grow and it was great. I'd feel really good. Then we'd go and book a holiday. We'd pay for some airfares or we'd book some accommodation or whatever it was that we're going to do. And this this, this hub bank account would, would have some big withdrawals out of it and all of a sudden the balance would look a whole lot less. And that, I started to feel really bad about that i not that i stopped me from going on holidays but but the the, the feeling of oh, i don't have quite that same safety net that same fallback that i that i thought i once had so the add-on to this spending you know having money going off for for, for the day-to-day -day spending uh, is that setting up what i've done personally is set up a separate bank account where again there's another weekly transfer goes across into there um, that pays for our holidays so whatever it is that you know i think we might spend and it's a it's a set amount that goes across on a weekly basis so that there's money building up there and for the most part that's building up through the year we don't go on that many holidays it's bu building up through the year so that when the time comes that we decide you know what let's book a holiday for in the middle of winter and go up north or something paying for the airfares paying for the accommodation those kind of things are actually coming from this holiday account where i've been adding a weekly amount to so again, as the as the money goes out of that holiday account, I don't really worry because my this hub bank account where I see you know, all of the money and I say, look, you know, this is the, the fallback. If I couldn't work or whatever reason, the, you know, there's money there that we can get by on. Um, that's not having these big chunks of money taken out of it. That's just sitting there. It goes up on a monthly basis when I get paid. Slowly goes down as these weekly transfers are going out to the holidays or or, or the spending. And so that. You know that account, you know, broadly stays the same. Marginally go, goes up from from time to time, um, and we just spend the money from the holiday bank account. So that's completely done away with my worries about, hey, the you know the, the, this this what I thought was a, a bit of a buffer we had there all of a sudden disappears or takes a big hit when we go on a holiday, um, because that money's kind of in, in in my mind almost being spent on a weekly basis. It's going off into this other bank account that I know is for holidays and will be spent at some point. And so when we're contemplating going on a holiday, all we need to do is look at this bank account and say, well, then how much is in there? Can we, is there enough to pay for airfares? Yes. Okay, let's book them. If there isn't, well, no, we can't book some, some airfares now. We need to wait another couple of weeks or whatever it might be until the bank account's built up to a level where we can um, pay for the pay for the holiday. Um, so that's the, that's the, that's the, I guess, the structure, uh, just recapping that there's this kind of main hub, uh, it's an offset account to my home loan, but a main hub where my pay goes into, my wife pays goes into, so suggest for, for others to do the same, have all of that income falling into one, and then have some separate bank accounts where there's a weekly transfer goes into the weekly spending, uh, and in my case, there's another bank account where it goes across, a weekly transfer goes across that we use for holidays. It's pretty simple, pretty easy to set up, and um, has made me feel a whole lot more on top of the income 
uh, and you know clients that I've got that are doing this it's making them feel a whole lot better managing the cash flow is one of the foundational elements of then you know doing some of that longer term planning for the 30 and 40 year olds um, retirees it's a little bit different but for the 30 40 year olds that I deal with that's um, one of the fundamentals that we need to get underway uh, Lawrence you added a further comment there getting school supplies for your son going to year seven tough now I need to dig deep <laughs> uh, you'll have to work at work a little bit harder too uh, if you've got school fees to pay but certainly getting in early with the school supplies and my brother Simon is watching on Facebook you'll know this kitchen well uh, might see you a little bit later if you're coming over it is Wednesday and you're probably not at work um, yeah so that's me for today uh, December daily number 11 uh, there's a few of you that stuck with me for most of that so thank you uh, it is a bit of a recap on something that I have gone through a few times before but as I said right at the start you, you kind of never really know who's who's catching these live streams and who's not um, and it is a um, it is I think a worthwhile a worthwhile topic to go over again it's a conversation that I have regularly particularly with with, with new clients as they're as I'm meeting with them, it's a conversation I have regularly. They get, tend to get a lot of value out of it, so hopefully you do as well um, that, are, that are tuning in. Uh, Habib, great to have you join also. Um, thank you, everyone, for, for joining me. Mina, um, yeah, it seems like an interesting concept. Yeah, look, um, it's interesting, it's, it, and it's not that hard to, to move to, but uh, it's this idea of separating the, really separating the ins from, from the outs. If it's all going through one bank account, it's far too hard to actually see where the money's going and have any type of control over it. So you need to separate it, particularly if you're uh, earning, um, you know, you're being paid on a monthly basis. It's, it's, um, yeah. I mean, we just, we're all the same humans. We just can't deal with it. We get this great big lump sum. We feel really wealthy for a week or two, then all of a sudden, towards in that that last, the last week and a half before the next payday, a lot of people are kind of scratching around, saying, "Where's all the money gone? There was thousands of dollars there a few weeks ago, and uh, all of a sudden now there isn't." So, really need to separate that out so that you can smooth across the year. Uh, your spending um, works even better if you're in a job where you receive bonuses. You know, so a lot of my clients might receive a quarterly bonus or an annual bonus, and that's when they're. they're their, their their payment in that pay period is a whole lot higher. It might be tens of thousands of dollars higher uh, in, in that one period. And if that's dropping into an account where you're trying to work from, um, it's um, where you're trying to you know do do, do the the day to day spending from. It's a, it's a recipe for disaster. Uh, Lawrence, you never feel never feel wealthy. Um, Mina, what if you're being paid weekly or on a fortnightly basis? Look, if you're being paid on a weekly basis, well then it, it it kind of tends to do it for you, but you also want to separate out that you're not um, spending every single cent that you're earning. So even if you're even if you're uh, being paid on a weekly basis, for example, you might get two thousand dollars a week might drop into your bank account. You know, for, for for some people on a on a weekly basis, you want to separate out some of that to say, well, this is the spending money that will be gone this week because of what I've got going on. And the rest is actually staying behind. Even even on a weekly basis, it's a little bit easier to manage. But even on a weekly basis, you want to separate out so that you're not spending every single cent that you earn on a weekly basis. You need to be leaving some behind for the lumpy bills that come in, the private health insurance if you pay that annually, or 
car registration, those kind of those kind of things. Uh, yeah, so I'll I'll wrap it up here. Uh, thank you all for joining me, Mina Lawrence. Thank you for your kind of questions and comments, Habib. Great to have you there as well. Uh, I'll jump on live again uh, tomorrow. What are we, Christmas Eve tomorrow? Um, I'll come up with a topic. I don't have one for the moment, so I'll come up with a topic, jump on live tomorrow. So hopefully a few of you can join me then. And, uh, yeah, we'll see how uh, how much longer I continue these lives through, um, through the Christmas holiday period. Thank you all for joining me. Uh, enjoy your day and hopefully catch some of you tomorrow. Thanks. Bye.